hey, you found HSV Progressive. I'm glad you're here. Don't forget to like, share, rate, write a review, tell your friends about it, and keep having conversations. Uh, today, we're going to have a short um, episode about what's a little bit about what's going on with some homeless camp uh, situations and uh, that I thought my listeners would be interested to know about. Um, first, I'm going to read a letter that was a collaboration of several agencies um, in Huntsville and uh, around the southeast, actually, uh, uh, that was sent to the Huntsville city government. Uh, I'm not reading the whole thing, portions of it. Uh, but uh, And then after that, we'll have a little um, interview with one of the people, a friend of mine, who does a lot of outreach to, to uh, homeless people here in town. Um, stick around. I hope you get something out of this. Thanks for sure. Can't stand the news. It's always the same old song, another corporate scam. Another story of bad gone wrong, another corporate bailout, another piece of the pie. It's the best democracy money can buy. They rig the elections, and only millionaires can play, and you gotta be cynical. You okay, gotta. Here's the letter, or parts of the letter. Uh, Dear Mayor, Battle, and City Council members, it starts. We write on behalf of Love Huntsville, Vote Huntsville, Huntsville Bail Fund, Alabama Arise, the National, National Homelessness Law Center, the Southern Poverty Law Center, and the ACLU of Alabama to urge you to stop the planned closure of the Derrick North homeless encampment until individual housing units are available to displaced residents and the city establishes a sanctioned encampment policy consisting with the National Homelessness Law Center's encampment principles and best practices. Displacing encampment residents, confiscating their shelters, and destroying their personal property violate the latest guidelines and released by the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention and the United States Interagency Council on Homelessness and may violate the constitutional and statutory rights of encampment residents. As described in more detail below, Huntsville's sister cities, like Montgomery, have started engaging in a more comprehensive planning process about how to end homelessness. Huntsville should pursue a similar approach to avoid the health and safety concerns associated with evicting encampment residents. We ask that Huntsville develop one-year and five-year plans that provide rapid rehousing, transitional housing, permanent supportive housing, and affordable housing options for people experiencing or at risk of homelessness. That's the introductory paragraph. Um, I'm going to go to, to page five and read uh, a few paragraphs here. Um, that cover uh, some of the issues and some uh, potential, you know, 
strategies. So here we go on page five. Moreover, without long-term housing-oriented solutions, people often have nowhere to go after camps are disbanded, perpetuating concerning cycles of insecurity. When the city evicted residents from the Mill Street camp, for example, some of its residents simply moved to the Cleveland Avenue camp and were ultimately displaced again when that camp was clear. Evictions can exacerbate pre-existing health conditions and can even lead to death. The possibility of such devastating consequences highlight the need for long-term housing solutions. Additionally, the Derrick North Camp currently has many disabled residents who have limited mobility and other special health needs, but the city has announced no special accommodations for assisting those residents with their move in the event that the camp is closed. An eviction without a proper accommodation plan could result in the loss of critical medicine and devices upon which those disabled individuals rely for their day-to-day -day survival. Existing shelter infrastructure in Huntsville falls short of the growing need of people without housing and cannot stand in for permanent long-term housing. For instance, Huntsville's existing shelter infrastructure, infrastructure does not provide adequate resource for families and couples, often resulting in family separations for those who seek shelter. And individuals required to register as sex offenders often cannot access the city's existing shelter infrastructure, leaving them with no alternative shelter options. Without access to meaningful, safe alternatives, criminalization will only deepen the cycles of homelessness faced by Huntsville's least advantaged residents. Huntsville should engage in a housing-first approach rather than criminalizing homelessness. This is exactly the approach that the city of Montgomery has begun to explore following successful litigation challenging its anti-panhandling laws. Recently, for example, the city of Montgomery formed a task force on homelessness that will generate a strategic plan that will integrate and promote best practices across housing and service interventions, identify new partners to help seize critical opportunities in addressing homelessness in the city, and make specific administrative policy and funding recommendations that can alleviate and lift the housing, health, and holistic burdens of being homeless, houseless, and homeless. In conjunction with that task force, the city's Department of Community Development has started at drafting a three-year plan to combat homelessness. That plan emphasizes the importance of housing-first solutions. The task force also recognizes that no council is more important than that of impacted and at-risk persons and, and is therefore aspiring to include impacted and at-risk persons in an advisory role. So then let's have a little break and we will go to um, our in short interview uh, to just flesh out um, this uh, the sort of homeless issue as it stands in Huntsville. Hang on.
Hello, listeners, and we're on to our short little interview here with Tom Moss. Tom, could you please introduce yourself? Um, my name is Tom Moss. I've been working with the homeless in Huntsville for over 20 years. Uh, I've been going out to the camps and taking them supplies and trying to treat them like human beings. Uh, okay, and so uh, that means, I guess, that you've had lots of conversations with them and um, and so other than just taking them supplies, right? You, you actually kind of see their situation and talk to them and hear the things that are important to them in their lives and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the most important things we do is, is actually talk to the homeless people. And what I've heard from, from the homeless folks is that a lot of people come and bring them food or supplies and, and don't even want to know who they are. Uh, <laughs> Sad. Well, that's really interesting to know. So, uh, you know, we're talking about this because there, there just seems to be a big confluence of um, housing concerns and affordable housing questions and this questions about the homelessness that uh, has to be or it certainly will be on the rise because housing costs in Huntsville are just going up, 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 and um, and uh, and this the, and the the concern over the closing of the D Derrick Street homeless camp in Huntsville. Yeah, would you like to give us a little bit of a timeline of how this has progressed to the present? Sure. Well. You know, there have been several large camps closed in, in the last two or three years. Uh, the, the, the Mill Street camp was a big camp and it got closed in 2020. The, the Cleveland Street camp got closed uh, in, in 2021. Um, and they, there's, there was a, a large camp behind Turner Beverage that, that we used to go to that got, also got closed last year. Um, all these people don't really have any place to go, you know, when the, the camps get closed. And, uh, you know, they, 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 uh, I've seen a few people show up in the camps that we go to, uh, at, at present, we only go to just a few smaller camps in, uh, in North Huntsville. Um, now, now that the, the camp behind Turner Beverage has been closed, that was the only big camp we went to. Um, but, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the city just has just been closing these camps. And now uh, last month it was announced that, uh, that, that they're gonna close the North Derrick camp, which is, you know, the, the last big camp left. Okay, uh, well, but what, when they say they're gonna close a camp, what does that mean? Well, I, it's, it, it's, it's interesting that the, the city has, has been a, a little bit um, shady about this, I think. They'll go in there, they'll send, send the police in there, and they'll tell them that, tell the people living in the camp that the camp's going to be closed, and they have to be out at a certain date. As far as the North Derrick camp, it's uh, the end of June. You have to be out uh, by July 1st. Um, but, uh, you know, they don't give them anything in writing. Um, mm. It's like they, they, they really don't want to have anything, you know, to cover their tracks with. Uh, when the Cleveland camp, got closed, they, the, the cops came around and they made everybody sign a piece of paper. And, uh, and, and the only 
the, the only reason why, why, why anybody knows what was on that paper, because they had to give it back after they signed it, was uh-huh. that somebody kept, didn't sign it and kept this copy uh-huh. and you know, then, then showed it to homeless advocates. So you know, they're, 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 there's really not a lot of plan about this. They're just chasing people from place to place. But the the but what the people are told is when you are when the when the deadline's up, if you're not out of here and your stuff is not out of here, then we're gonna throw all your stuff in the dumpster, uh-huh. and uh, that means that the the homeless people lose all their belonging belongings, which for a lot of people might not seem like they have much, but you know to these people it's all that they possess. Yep. And, and so, and I've heard several people talk about they bring bulldozers in. Yeah, they did that in the, the camp behind Turner Beverage. And uh, they, um, and I'm not sure of the timeline there because uh, we went to that camp. When COVID hit, we, 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 we stopped going there for, for several months. And when we went back, there was no one there. And the entire land had been bulldozed. So this is, you know, I'm, I, as my listeners are probably getting used to this too, but so when somebody, if they bulldoze it, does, does that mean they're knocking down trees and everything? Yeah. The, the, when I first went to that camp about eight or nine years ago, there were, uh, there wasn't much, I think it had been clear cut and uh, there was just scrub trees, but there had gotten to be some pretty good trees grown up there and that it's 11 acres of, of land um so you know this to me it, uh, means that they're not just uh kicking out people but they're oh, yeah. kicking out every animal every being that was living there when they disrupt the landscape that much also you know yeah, not just the humans but the not animals just the humans the yep yep mm-hmm. the wildlife anything that was making a home there they're they're disrupting it completely when they bulldoze it and bush hog it and whatever the hell right yeah it was pretty good i mean uh, i would say it was probably pretty good bird habitat in there Uh Mm uh-huh but uh not now yeah um so what let's see we were talking about the uh, timeline so what's the timeline been for this issue with the Derek street camp and the letter that you sent and all, all of that kind of stuff and city council and so forth. Well, um, the, the, I, I, I guess, I guess the, the stuff hit the fan on, uh, on May 20th when um, I and a few other people uh, who work with the homeless in Huntsville got an email from Robin Hyden of uh, Alabama arise. And she just, uh, she heard about the eviction, which is interesting. Cause I, we heard about this from someone in Montgomery. Yeah. And, uh, you know, who has her ear to the ground. Yep. But, uh, um, and, uh, but supposedly this has been planned for months. And, um, but anyway, but uh, there was a, um, it, we got information about this. I, I, uh, I emailed city council and uh, Jennifer Geist, who's the head of first stop and asked them about it. Um, did, didn't really get, get too much more information out of them. Um, but, uh, you know, there, what, one thing that this had, uh, what good effect this had was this put some of the people who were advocates for the homeless in Huntsville in, in touch with each other. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
uh, I, I got uh, hooked up with uh, Love Huntsville, which is a really powerful group of young people uh, who have been going out to the big camps for years. And they, they were there before the Cleveland camp was closed and the Mill Street camp was closed. And, you know, they, 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 uh, they know what happened there. And they've been going to the Derrick North camp for, for a long time. And then uh, Robin Hyden hooked us all up with the Southern Poverty Law Center, mm-hmm. the National Homelessness Law Center, mm-hmm. and ACLU. Um, and, you know, their lawyers, uh, you know, said, we will help you write, write a letter to the city of Huntsville about advocating for uh, a housing first policy rather than this, you know, the, this sort of shut down camps and, and just let people scatter throughout Huntsville as they, as they will. So, so on the 20th of May, you found out about the closure from Robin Hyden. Um, and then on the 26th of May, we had a city council meeting where the city announced funding for uh, some, for First Stop. Yes. And First Stop does offer help to homeless people, but they, uh, they are not a housing. Um, they don't, it's not a place you, it's not a shelter or anything like that. It's services, right? Right. Homeless people can go there and get a meal. They can wash their clothes, get a shower. Um, and there are, are case workers there who can help people get housing. Okay. Okay. And, 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 uh, and, and then when did you guys write your letter and deliver it to city council? Well, the, um, you know, there were, there was a, a lot of discussion and, uh, but uh, it was um, June 9th when the letter was actually sent to the city council and mayor following a, a number of meetings. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the letter basically uh, includes a number of attachments that, that have a lot of good information about what's happened in other cities and, and programs that have been implemented and calls on the city to not evict people from camps until they have a good plan, which we think would be a, a housing first initiative, which has been successful in other cities. Okay, so then June 9th was the last city council meeting. And a, you love Huntsville and some, you and some other people showed up uh, to, to speak on this issue, right? Yeah, I was not there. That, oh, that you, oh, that's, I'm, you were there, there the were, time before, but the, yeah, you were yeah, there. There were several people from Love Huntsville that, uh-huh. uh, that, that showed up. And an interfaith guy. And uh, yeah, I, okay. So, um, um, uh, so, you know, that after everybody um, spoke, which were those, these were people that were pushed to the end of the, at the end of city council to speak, after they spoke, because the city, as I point out frequently, always gets the last word, uh, the uh, city um, community development guy got up and spoke. And he went on and on about all the things that Huntsville does do for the homeless. And he spoke about vouchers and shelters and this kind of stuff. What could you tell me? So what, but I mean, clearly you guys are talking about housing first. I think it's pretty clear from the letter that I read some excerpts from uh, for the intro to this, 
that uh, the idea is housing first makes everything more successful. Would you like to say a few words about how housing first works? Sure. And, uh, okay, thanks. Yeah, well, you know what, um, well, first off, I'd like to maybe talk about what, what Huntsville proposes to do. Yeah. And then I'll contrast that with, uh, you know, Huntsville and, and First Stop um, as an agent of Huntsville are, are all, they're, they're, they're saying that, that there are three things that they can do to, to help people find some kind of housing, you know, people who are being evicted. They're offering them three options. One is to go to the shelters. One is to, they will help them reunite with family. And the third is that they can get a, a housing voucher that you know, may, may get them an apartment. Well, first off, the, the shelters uh, are, are, are not a good option. They're, they're, you know, when, when you go to a shelter, there's two of them. There's the Downtown Rescue Mission, uh, otherwise known as DRM, and the Salvation Army, which everybody calls the Sally. Um, when, uh, you know, the, the Salvation Army is pretty full and the Downtown Rescue Mission they say they have more room, but that's because they have a, a big room and they have these little thin yoga mats that people can sleep on and they bring out as many of those mats as they need and people sleep on it and they have to bring all their, you know, all their worldly possessions with them and then they have to carry them all with them when they go. And uh, families are split up, uh, parents are split up from children. And, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, husbands and wives are, are split up in, in, in those two facilities. Uh, and there's a lot of theft and a lot of violence there. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is what I hear from homeless people. I haven't been in there. Uh -huh. um, but, uh, you know, most of the people that I've, I know from out on the street don't want to go to the shelter. Uh -huh. um, I think reuniting people with a family is a fine thing to try to do, but I've only seen it happen once or twice in, uh, you know, in the time I've been working with homeless people. The uh, most, you know, I, I think uh, most of the homeless people out there wouldn't be homeless if they hadn't cut their ties with their families or vice versa. And then uh, the housing vouchers. Um, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, there might be good reason to not get reunited with your family. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah, for some people, that's that. Uh, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found out uh, the the Love Huntsville people uh, know all about the housing vouchers because they worked with all the the people who got kicked out of the Cleveland camp, and there were 110 housing vouchers given out. Uh -huh. um, to the people who were kicked out of the Cleveland camp. And only six of those were used because landlords are not required to take them and they don't want to take them. Uh -huh. So, you know, that's, that's a that's pretty useless. 5% success rate. But, uh, yeah. but in, anyway, uh, but, you know, so what we're calling for is, is an alternative to those, the, those three options that they're, they're giving people, um, which is really, what what they're saying is that you're on your own because none of those options are going to work. But uh, what we're calling for is a, a housing first option that has been um, has been proven to be successful in a number of places. It's in in Houston they uh, they implemented it and then it took 
years, but they they reduced the number of homeless people by 63%. Um, they're implementing a, a housing first program in Montgomery, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, and right here. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Right here in Alabama. Um, so there are, you know, um, there's a lot of success stories. There's one in Salt Lake City where they implemented it. And the idea mm-hmm. is that you have some apartments, you know, that you can put homeless people into. Uh, you, you, you don't worry if, if they're an addict. You don't worry if they're, you know, uh, if, if, if they, um, you know, have disabilities. Well, you know, I guess they have to have some kind of accessible apartment. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you, um, you know, but they, you, 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 you find the, the housing and you put them in the housing first. And then that's where the real work starts. You, you have to have a, a good bit of uh, caseworkers to, to help them out. And they're going to need help with, you know, with, with, uh, you know, addiction management, they're going to, they're, they're going to need help with maybe job training, uh, counseling, uh, there's money you know, management, be, huh? yeah. money management. Yeah. Money management. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of follow-up that's necessary, but it's been shown that even all this, you send an army of caseworkers in there and, and, and you pay for the housing, it's going to, it's going to be cheaper than the drain on resources represented by homeless people out there in the wild. Uh-huh. Um, one one figure I heard is that it's a, a average of thirty thousand dollars per person that um, that it costs. You know the for policing and hospitals and services for each homeless person. Another thing that I've heard too is that that crime rates drop because of course if you've got a city where homelessness is sort of criminalized that's what they're doing in Huntsville yeah then obviously if they're not homeless anymore they're not criminals anymore right 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 and that's one thing that a housing first program I mean they have to you know the city would have to tell the cops to stand back Uh uh-huh there are there are you know I mean people don't realize that homeless people you know, can't even walk down the street without getting harassed by the cops. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah, they, they, they've been criminalizing homeless for a long time. Homeless. So, uh, so housing first is not unconditional housing though. No. You have to follow up with the caseworkers and these are caseworkers like what you're talking about that first stop has, right? Yeah. Yeah. But maybe more hands-on than what, what they're doing. Well, for one thing, wouldn't it be easier to find their clients if they're housed? Yeah, yes. For instance, right? That's one big problem with just closing a camp. Um, The the CDC points out that that closing homeless camps uh, disconnects the the homeless people from healthcare providers and, and other advocates because they end up wherever there were when you know, we used to we used to go every weekend to the camp behind Turner Beverage, there were 29 people there the last time uh-huh. I went there uh-huh. uh, in in February of two, of 2020, uh-huh. and uh, I've maybe caught up with eight or nine of those people since then. And I've seen them pop up here and there, or I've run into them, 
Um, but the rest of them, I don't know where they went. Yeah, who knows? And there are people with disabilities that re really do require uh, them to stay, have medical attention and stay on top of it, right? Right, and there are people in the Derek North camp who are, who are disabled. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so housing first. Um, has anything happened that you could tell us about since that city council meeting on the 9th of June with your letter? Have you heard from anybody? Um, are you guys as a group working on anything else? Is there anything you can tell, tell us? Well, I don't know. Um, I, I, there, there, there's some things I really can't tell, but uh, yeah, fair enough. there's, but there, there have been several rounds of emails with city council. I, I, I there was a, it was just very timely that there was a New York Times article last week about uh, the um, about this program in Houston, which was very successful housing first program, and you know I I, I sent this in an email to uh, City Council and um, I, I I don't know I just heard back I heard I heard a, had a you know a fairly positive response from Bill Kling. I had a very disappointing response uh, from Frances Acreage, um, who's my city councilwoman. Uh -huh. um, you know, I, I think uh, I, I don't know. City council just seems to feel like they're they're under attack. You know, um, I, I, I just don't think they 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 get it that, that what they're doing to uh, to to homeless people and proposing to continue doing is is inhumane and they're not yeah let's like let's see who's really under beings. attack yeah okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah they're they are citizens of 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 our our fair our fair number one city just like yeah that's else. right that's right they're 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 trying to basically drive them out of the city you know these people don't have any place to go yeah where are they going to go. Yeah, well, they're gonna they're gonna be camping out, and some, you know, and most of the most of the people I see now are on private property where the landowner doesn't know or doesn't care, you know, or where they have permission to be there. Uh -huh. And uh, you know, that's probably where a lot more of them will be. And you know, with the economy the way it is, I, I, you know, I, I expect we'll see more homeless people in the near future. The the price of uh, the you know the, the the price of housing in Huntsville is going up astronomically. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and so is you said something about that. Uh, ideally, maybe um, it the city would procure uh, uh, some apartments. Right. They would put people in housing first, which would yeah. make it easier for um, caseworkers to find them, uh, make it easier for all kinds of benefits to find them and make it, uh, it, it reduces the stress level tremendously because like they don't have to carry all of their possessions on their back all the time yeah. and yes. worry about things getting stolen and, and, uh, and uh, not being able to charge their phone and, and all of that kind of stuff kind of goes away once you get them someplace. Oh, yeah. And then ideally your benefits from, um, from it, wherever you're getting them, caseworkers right. or mail can find you, you know, all kinds of things. Oh yeah. So it, it, hopefully that makes everything get sort of better downstream. 
Oh yeah, and there is but Section it, Eight housing in in Huntsville, you know, and there's there's not not enough of it, and yeah, uh, yeah there's federal money available to help with this. You but, bet. You know, I, I I think I think the you know the city administration uh, you know want, wants us to be an upscale city, but they don't realize that uh, you know you you you're, you're not going to have everyone in a, in, in a city with high income. Nope. Uh, somebody's got to flip the burgers, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, there there's there are places, and you know, I've had homeless people get into apartments, and uh, there was one guy about maybe I don't know, 12, 15 years ago, who who got into an apartment, and I went I went to see him and bring him some some cooking pots, and uh, he says, "Come in, Tom. I want to show you my place." He said, he said, look, there's a shelf there and I can put my medicine there and I go out and lock the door. And when I come back, it'll still be there. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, right. he was so proud of, uh, you know, yeah. Having... I mean, and that just is like the stress level goes down. Oh, absolutely. Because you've got that kind of thing, which means yeah. that everything else that you do to help somebody can, has, uh, can land better, you know? Right. Uh, individuals under the stress of of not having a, a place the safe place for right. their stuff i mean I i've never... even read about um like people not even getting housing but just getting homeless people getting places where they can lock their stuff up improves yeah. their life you know sure I'm, I'm not saying that's what we should do but I, you get it it's a stress problem Oh yeah. yeah it, being homeless is very stressful. And mm -hmm. I don't care how many showers you can go and get at first stop. What you're still like, Oh my God, somebody could steal all my stuff out of my car while I'm getting a shower. You know, yeah. there's just a million things, you know, or something happens to my car and now what, you know, yeah, there's a guy I, I went to a camp today. I, uh, I got a call from this guy. I've known him for, you know, maybe seven or eight years and um, gone to his camp every, every weekend. And uh, he was away from his camp for a couple of days and uh, he found the, found somebody to stay with when the, in the, the really hot weather we've been having, uh -huh. he went back and like, you know, his clothes were gone and his bedding was gone. So I took him a sleeping bag and, you uh -huh. know, some clothes that I hope fit it, fit him. <laughs> and, uh -huh. uh, this is what happens. Um, uh -huh. But then, yeah. you know, as far as housing first, you know, I have known homeless people who, who were given an apartment. And of course, it just turned into a party zone for them and their friends. You know, and one guy I knew who was an alcoholic and he eventually got dried up, you know, but uh, he, um, he was fortunate that he had some, some medical help because he was a veteran. Uh -huh. but, um well, but, and that medical help is going to have a whole lot easier yeah. time finding him and right. actually taking, uh, getting a purchase on him, if you will. Yeah. If he is in a place. Right. But obviously this apartment he was in, there was not enough oversight, you know, okay. there needs to be, you know, so, a so living manager and, uh -huh. and, 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 and frequent check-ins with, uh -huh. with the caseworkers. And, uh -huh. you know, there's got to be some help. And that, that costs some money. It's going to take some, of some course, resources. But, but overall, it's cheaper uh -huh. in the long run. 
I mean, for the city we're, to do we're that. spending uh, already money with First Stop. They just got new funding, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what this is about. It would just make their job more successful, it seems yeah. to me, right? Right, right. I um, would think so. Ultimately, though, just if we can just take a quick detour into the question about housing, because, mm -hmm. you know, like you say, uh, um, there are people that go to the houseless camps that that don't even want to talk to them, that, or the cops can identify houseless people walking down the street and harass them. Yeah. And, and Huntsville seems to want to be an upscale city and not have anything to do with run these people off as if that were even something that could happen, honestly. Um, um, it, ultimately, you know, uh, they say that uh, you're, as you're, and Huntsville's got a lot of development going on. It has been said that if you have mixed development um, planned for mixed income, you know, so that so that um, you, it's not that it's one place that, and you're just jamming up a lot of unfortunate poor people in one place, you know. Yeah but you actually put them in situations where uh, everybody is exposed to people with other lifestyles, other problems, other privileges uh, with the idea of, first of all, that, you know, maybe um, people treat other people like humans. Yeah. And it's a big tent, right? Taking care yeah. of everyone. That's right. Not, yeah. Not just the privileged. Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, um, you know, that's, that's how they do um, their development in many cities in Europe. Yeah. And a lot of it's pu public housing. And even yeah. people, you know, who, who are well off will be renting public housing, you yeah. know. And, and so you get, people can learn about each other and from each other. And, sure. uh, and, um, and maybe grow some empathy and tr treat other people like human beings that, and you know, what else happens is you, you, you uh, get rid of the problem of the, you know, the NIMBY problem, you know, <laughs> yes, not in my backyard. Well, every place is your backyard, you know, yeah. you can't, if the minute that you have a big uh, a, a place where everybody knows that poor people live, or disadvantaged people. That's exactly where incinerators get put or heavy industry, you know, yeah. refineries or anything fracking or anything that pollutes. And, and then you've got people that are already marginal on the health scales and they just fall off. And that's because you're not treating them like humans. So, yeah. you know, I, ideally um, uh, in the long run, you know, not just housing first, but real housing situations, you know? Yeah, I think affordable housing in general in Huntsville yes. is something that needs a lot of work. Yep. And, you know, the, I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the city, city council and the mayor are, uh, as you have said, in, engaged in government of, by, and for the developers. Developers, yeah. And, um, you know, the, and most of those developers aren't, aren't, aren't building affordable housing no you no know, it's rich people set price points yeah. you know because what why you know 
you want to get the most money that you can, right? Because it's yep. where uh, it's capitalism. That's the way it works, right? Oh yeah. And, yeah. and for the rest of us, that is hard. It's hard to sure. negotiate. I have I've noticed personally that since the two thousand eight and nine crash, that price points here for all kinds of things have changed and have uh, and have gotten harder for the average person. Oh yeah. Namely me. Okay, let's just yeah. <laughs> me. me too. You know? yeah. yeah. As as a retired person, you know, and I'm 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 okay, you know, but. Uh, Heck, we've we've been tightening our belt lately because the price of everything goes up. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, I think this has been a pretty good discussion, and I will let you go. Um, and uh, and I'm sure that you'll keep me informed, and I'll try to keep my listeners informed. But I do really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Joy. Uh, I appreciate what what you're you're doing with kind of shining a light on on what's happening with the government in, in Huntsville. Well, and I, I just hope that uh, my listeners, you know, like I say, have said before, if this causes some conversations, you know, about things, that makes me super happy. So folks keep, you know, talking. Yep. Thanks, keep, Joy. Keep spreading the word. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Bye. This has been HSV Progressive. Thanks for stopping in. Don't forget to rate and share and subscribe. And I'll see you again next week. Please uh, find me if you have some input uh, at Huntsville Progressive Letter Writers on Facebook. <laughs>